Hey, Radio Buddies! Hello, this! Give me a drink! Boy, yep, I almost offered my 15-year-old stepdaughter a drink yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Mom said, here, have a tall boy nude. She had a rough day? This poor thing. Paris is like the, the most amazing girl. Sweet, innocent, hardworking, you know, her whole thing. She's a good kid. She gets accused of stealing yesterday at Sephora, which is a big makeup store. Right. You know, I'm sure you're frequent. <laughs> I you know, do know, you know of Sephora. It's a, it's a, it was a horrible situation that the person comes up to her and says, Hey, we just caught you on camera stealing. So wow. empty your bag and the whole thing in front of everybody. So embarrassing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like she was humiliated, scared, I bet. embarrassed, um, is now afraid to go back. Wow. Like, and this is a 15 year old girl. So Florida, her is like Disney world. Yeah. It's the only reason why she works mm-hmm. is to get money. To go spend it all at Sephora. That's another whole thing. <laughs> that's another whole issue. But like, you know, that's that. She just discovered makeup this year. Like Sephora is her thing. She loves it. And now to be accused of stealing. And uh, so she yeah. obviously didn't. I, I would like to know what to do in the situation. Because, you know, I'm the, um, the dad. I'm a stepdad. Right. And like, what do you do? I mean, my wife called. I was gonna go. I was gonna race down there yesterday, but I, I was in a meeting. I couldn't. But I was gonna say I, I would unleash hell to these. I want. I I'd be want so to. mad. I'm really mad. I'm really, really mad. And I'm she'd mad. be getting free makeup, free lipstick for the free next year, everything forever, and a, and a gift card. <laughs> if you could, if you have some advice on this, I would love a text. 604-337-0968. If you can shoot me some advice, we'll read some of your messages tomorrow morning. 604-337-0968. Three three seven zero nine six eight. I'm I'm curious to know what I can do. My advice isn't good enough. Just go down there and yell. Start yelling at people. Cause, that's what cause I want to do. That's what I want to do. This poor thing, you know. Just get a pillowcase and go. You fill up all that lipstick. <laughs> we and want makeup. all the Dyson hair straighteners. <laughs> now, give it to me. Blush is that what it's called? You know, Put it in there. All the nervous, colors. She's nervous to go back. She's nervous to go back. Well, of course. I mean, that she's never been accused of stealing before. Like you know, that's a. You know what I mean? That's when I happened to me. I was humiliated at Victoria's Secret in San Francisco when my wife and I went there, and we yeah, were in you honeymoon. Were taking pictures of the bras. No, but I was doing it. For, it, was a, it was an Insta story, and I was accused <laughs> of being a pervert. And well, I wasn't. It was were, a funny Insta let's story. Be honest, you were right up there, take, holding the lacy stuff and no, taking pictures of it. No, what I was saying is, there's no place to stand <laughs> as a husband in Victoria's Secret that's not sexy. So I explained that to her, and my I was humiliated. No one accused you of stealing, though. You know, no, but anyways, is there any, and she didn't even leave the store. That's the thing. Like she was still in the store. I thought that if they're going to accuse you of stealing, you mm-hmm. have to like leave the store and then you've shoplifted, but she was, she was still in the store. Yeah. I think she got in line to pay and they came up to her in <laughs> oh line and said, Hey, empty your bags. We just caught you on video stealing. Wow. Anyways, I'm really mad. Yeah, no doubt. I'm hopped up and I feel bad and I feel like I should do something. I'm her guardian. Like I should, I need to stick up for her. Yeah. So like, what, I would just go down there and start screaming? or, or I would, yeah. So other parents, if you could help me out with some advice, I'd love to know what to do in this case. Um, again, 604-337-0968 if you want to shoot me a text and uh, let me know what you would do. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show on Vancouver's best mix of the 90s to now. Hey, guys. Father's Day was over the weekend. And uh, Will and Jada Smith, one of my favorite Hollywood uh, couples. They're great. 
they talk about their relationship a lot publicly. They did a thing on, yeah. on Father's Day over the weekend on that show. Oh, God, what's that show that she does? Jada and, and Willow. and Red Table? Yeah, Red Table. Basically, just Jada and Will, and they were talking about fatherhood. And it's like a 45-minute video. And I haven't watched the whole thing. I've kind of skimmed little parts of it. And uh, I thought it was cool. I mean, I love, I love hearing men that I really respect talk about fatherhood. Um, because I didn't have a dad growing up, so I always like to take cues and ideas and, right. and you know, take and absorb information. So that's what's cool. I got a little clip here of Will Smith talking about being a dad uh, with Jada. How do you think <laughs> we can help fathers feel better about their fathering? Let me say first and foremost, if you have kids, take care of your kids. Do whatever you have to do as a man to father your children. Right. Now, with that said, there's a necessity that mothers make room for fathers. Mothers have the kids. They're yours. <laughs> They're yours. I, it's, it's hard. I can't yeah. get them from you. Yep. You know. You own that. Okay, you, you, you own, own them. It. Those are your kids. They yep. came from your body. They're yours. Right. I can't father if you don't make room for me and you don't support me. And you have to make room for me in my imperfections. Ah. You can't say you're going to make room for me if I get perfect. Because I'm not perfect and I'm not going to get perfect. And never will be. That's right. right. See, I always wish that they, they would maybe give a specific example. Yeah. Of like, there was a time where you didn't make space for me. Right. And my fatherhood, you know, because it makes me hungry to want to know, okay, what? I feel what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. I love the knowledge bomb. Yeah. But like, give me a specific example. Because then, I, cause then I, so I can relate it to my own wife, my own, my own wife, my own life. Yeah. As, are there times where I felt like my wife's not making space for my fatherhood? I don't know. I don't know. The whole to thing be a is, father, to, to be. Yeah. I just, I, I wonder what he means by that. Yeah. Like I, I think to like, I don't know this, my wife made a whole bunch of these Insta stories for my, for father's day this past weekend. And some I hadn't seen quite frankly. Um, recently when we were in Thailand, I was, we were mini golfing. And I really remember that. And uh, you, you see me teaching. I didn't know the camera was on me. Peter how to hit a golf because they were just whacking it. Like yeah. They were Tiger Woods, right? Like it would go far and they were getting frustrated. So I, I was step. I said it actually because I reposted it saying, hey, I'm stepdadding here. Like, I'm, right. you know, and she literally held back and let me because there was a couple times Oleg would go like, this is not he'd go to his mom and she'd be like, this is not how you play mini golf and be like Oleg, you know, and kind of have that moment with them, which is maybe what he's saying. I don't know. When he's saying this, I just think of that. It's probably different for everyone. Di Every different for everyone. But everyone like, has a, a, maybe a moment that they feel like their partner wasn't supporting, that they were supporting their role as a parent. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. You know, it feels very true for me that motherhood is the doorway to successful fatherhood. Huh. What does that mean? And Will, give us an example. I know. I know. Like, I actually would but, like to have Will Smith on the show <laughs> to explain, because I feel like it's deep, and I'm not fully getting it, but I like it. It feels good to the soul to hear this this kind of knowledge being spit from a dad that I admire. But like, what exactly does that mean? Motherhood is the doorway to successful fatherhood. Like, motherhood like is the successful. Both have to work together in a way, you know? But motherhood is the door to successful fatherhood. It's like a riddle. That's important. And this is important. So I, I, if it's important, tell me. That's important. There has to be a partnership. The mother has to value fatherhood. Okay. It's like it's like an actual murder mystery. Yeah. It's hard because half the time we're idiots. That's that's yeah. the problem. 
You know, so I, I, I can understand why some mothers wouldn't really value the fatherhood as much as we <laughs> wish. You're taking it one way. <laughs> half the time we're half the time we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. But we're trying. Like for me, my, my honest struggle for me is that I didn't have a dad growing up. So mm. I, I go, um I, I think like, okay, sometimes I just feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing the right things. Like because my dad was absent, mm. my initial idea of his fatherhood, well, I'm just gonna be there. I will always be there for them. Yeah. I will just I will be there. I'm not yeah. gonna abandon you, I'm not gonna leave. I'm going to be there for you. Then as I, you know, co- you know, you get into fatherhood a little bit and I realize, well, that's not just enough. Mm-hmm. You can't just be there for them, like be present. I mean, that's important to be present. Some dads are just like not present. So I'm there and I'm present as much as I can be. But then it's like, okay, well, that's not enough. There's got to be another step, like the, the teaching. Like, what am I supposed to be teaching them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's, that's the thing where I start to feel like I lose a little bit of confidence. Like, oh, am I teaching them like the right stuff that as a dad is supposed to it's one thing when like a thing comes up and you go oh son here's you know it's okay right you try to teach them how to handle that situation but there are things that i feel like i'm supposed to just be teaching them that i have to direct and i have to bring up Mm. and i have to implement or guide them or like i just uh, i just think that's an instinctual thing too to be you know be to be a good father is just trusting your instincts and you know a lot of time make like he said not being perfect i just I, i feel like i'm letting certain things slip through the cracks and I'm supposed to be teaching my son. Like my oldest son is like six. Mm. Like this prime, prime, you know, downloading time. Yeah. Teaching. And I'm like, sometimes I go, what am I supposed to be teaching him? Yeah. No man taught me anything. Like I looked up to Michael Jordan and Tupac. <laughs> right. and, my, and my grandfather took me out for lunch yeah. or dinner once a month. And we, so I had that, that kind of mail, but he's an old, he was an old man. He's my grandpa. Yeah. There's different things I learned from him. Right. But like a real, you know, dad. So I still, I still go, to myself, man, am I, what am I, anyways. Well, you know what? I see it all the time. You're a great dad. Well, that's, that's I, and I, I know you're not fishing for that, but that's the honest thing. So I, I guess it's what really is a good, what really is a good dad? Is it being present and having great selfies and great on Instagram? Yeah. And you're like, Hey, Oh, you look like you're fun dad. People always DM me when I put a picture of me and my kids. Yeah. I sometimes feel guilty because they're like, Hey, you're such a great dad and you, you look so fun. I'm like, okay, well you're, I appreciate the nice that you're saying a nice thing to me, but I know you're gathering that from a photo or a video, right? But like, am I really, am I really a good dad? Am I really teaching? Well, I've my, seen it without Instagrams and all that. But am stuff. I teaching them the right stuff? Well, you'll soon find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bailing them out of jail. I don't know. It's a, it's a cause for some insecurity. If one of you can decipher what Will and Jade are trying to say, or what Will's trying to say about fatherhood, right? We appreciate that too. Motherhood is the doorway to successful fatherhood. Yeah, especially that. I'd like to know what that means. <laughs> You're listening to The Kid Carson Show. The Kid Carson Show. Z 95.3. Oh, yeah. I remember that night when you first met your husband? Around the dance floor of this song? Look at that guy. Hmm. He's a hunk. <laughs> You're assuming they... Everybody meets on the dance floor in 1998. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, no. This would be 94, right? Hey. But, uh, you know, fast forward, you know, give it 10 years. And things are tough things are tough you know it's not easy being a human being it's not easy to be a human it's also not easy to live with a human because we don't tend to see our own flaws but we're really good at seeing other people's flaws it's just a thing you know and um pink the singer has come out and talked about how going to therapy has basically kept her and her husband carrie together for carrie and i it's the only reason that we're still together and you need someone to hear both of you and then translate it for you ah that's the key word right there translate it 
And without Vanessa translating for me for the last 18 years, I mean, we would not be together. Mm-hmm. They've been married for 14 years. He's like the dirt bike guy. Yeah, they right? had this tattoo place. I think he's a part owner owner of. Yeah. Hunting Harrington or whatever his name is, Kerry Hart, Hart or something, Hart and Harrington or something. But 14 years, I didn't realize that. All but of a sudden. All the money in the world. I mean, millions and millions of dollars this couple has. Yeah. And uh, the only reason why they have stayed together is from having a therapist who was able to, quote unquote, using her words, translate between the two. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, man, that is so true because I read a book called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Or is it Women Are From Venus, Men Are From Mars? That classic I, book. I think it's Men Are From Mars. Yeah, it's a classic book. It really describes in that book that even though we both speak English, when one woman says a particular phrase and a man says a particular phrase, they're actually meaning something different, mm-hmm. like another language. Yeah. And if you don't know, you'll be like constantly offended or hurt mm-hmm. by half of what he says and vice versa. Like I remember there was one um, example that I read from the book. I don't have my copy here, unfortunately, but um, there was one example in the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, where it says, hey, listen, guys, for example, like when, when your woman kind of gets upset and says, you never take me out anywhere. You never take me to dinner. What she means is, hey, I, I feel like going out for dinner tonight. But what the man hears when she says that is, you suck. You're, you're, you're telling me that I'm a crappy husband yeah. and, a, and a crappy partner. Right. Like, like you, don't, you don't think I'm like, what? I don't take you anywhere? What do you mean I don't take you anywhere? We mm-hmm. just went out last week somewhere. Right. I, I bought you a $100 dinner the other night. What are you talking about? Like, that's what we hear. So we get insulted. Our egos get bruised. And then we get turned off and we start to get like the silent treatment or we start to feel like pfft, we kind of walk away and go into a little cave and digest mm-hmm. how annoyed we are. Meanwhile, the woman is like, all she was saying is, hey, I'm kind of bored tonight. Let's go out for dinner. Yeah, right. But she says it like, hey, you never take me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one example. And it's not, I'm, I'm generalizing, but that's just from, from the book. I remember that always stuck out, stuck out to me because remember that happened to me. <laughs> My wife had said mm-hmm. just that to me. Like we never, you never take me anywhere. And I was like, whoa, I was like hurt. Yeah, he took like, it personal. Anyway, so it's true what Pink says here, that the, the man and the, the woman speak different languages. You need someone to hear both of you and then translate it for you. It's funny with but, Leanne and I, because mm-hmm. her first language is Russian, and she's fluent in English. Right. Like, she's amazing in English. But for us, you know, we go through that, but also... There's, you know, she's from Russia. I'm from North America, oh, from Canada. Stuff. And cultural things and things that, she, as a Russian, you say things like in their language, it, it can be a little bit, oh my gosh, are you mad? Or now she translates that to English. She can say things to me and I'm like, why are you angry? And she's like, I'm not. It's just the way that I'm learning intonation and all those things. And I'm so doing the, the same thing. She's doing the same thing for me. So you get the man and woman thing going on. Then you get the cultural thing going on. Right. How are you guys even together? We'd have to literally say, okay, what does that mean for you? And what does that mean for me? Right. So it takes a lot for couples to stop and do that because normally we just get hopped up on the heat when we're annoyed. At the beginning, it was that go, could happen. I don't even want to talk to you exactly. right now. Instead of stopping, going, "Okay, what do you mean by that?" Well, well, here's what I mean. Here's, yeah. It actually takes a pretty mature couple. It was it was a little bit more angry. We both would be like, I, I, "How dare you know?" Like I'd say when she was talking to some of the kids in Russia, I'm like, "Are you mad at them?" And she's like, "No, I'm just saying I love you." It's like you know, but some and again. She goes, <laughs> I'm just saying good night. I love you. See you in the morning. Relax. She was sweeter than that, but it's like a monster. <laughs> was that Klingon? This is the Kid Carson Show. Z ninety five three. You want a boyfriend? I want a boyfriend, but I just keep hitting dead. 
like the song, by the way. Selena Gomez. Is it new? Is it new, the song? Is it not new, the song, or is it... That, that like, clap sound always makes me think of, like, a Michael Jackson song. You know, like... Yeah, it has that vibe. You know that vibe? So this is the third time I've asked you. Is this new? Oh, sorry. I'm not even paying attention to you. <laughs> you I, love it oh, so much. And who are you? <laughs> is it new? Um, I think so. Okay. I think it is. I think it's recent. I don't know. I'm just playing that because it has the word boyfriend in it. Boyfriend. The single people in the city are always looking for the edge. You know? That edge. How can you be a little more attractive? I, I, I even still want to be more attractive to my wife. Mm-hmm. Even though she knows all my flaws inside and out. I still sometimes think... Is there anything else I can pull out of my back pocket to make my wife just a little bit attracted to me once again? New cologne, New once so- again. <laughs> Wait. Something. That was a lead there. Just something. Buried, okay. you know? So this might be, a, might be a trick. Apparently, apparently men are really attracted to women with larger pupils. Oh, pupils. Okay. The black part of the eye. Okay. Do we need to explain all the parts of the eye? <laughs> when you say larger, I was going, what? Listen, Where's it going with this? Okay, okay pupils. Well, welcome gotcha. to science class. This is, right there. that's called the white part. That's <laughs> okay. called the colored color, part. The colored part. That's called the pupil. Pupil. Okay, the, the middle. The middle part. The middle. The middle part of the eye. And I was reading this. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that men would be more attracted. I wonder why. I mean, and again, I don't know why men are more attracted to the, a larger pupil. Yeah. But I did think if you're just by candlelight or something, obviously your pupils get really, really big. And I thought, Mom, maybe that... Do they? Maybe I had no idea. Mr. Science over there. Maybe that's part of the magic of late night, dimly lit encounters oh. or, or connections, I mean. Maybe it's because when it's dimly lit, your pupils get huge. And then the guy's more attracted to this big pupil thing. I heard when it gets bigger, when you're talking to somebody or like if you're on a date or whatever, that means they're attracted to you. Like it's, I don't know, they're getting excited. A lot to be learned about the pupil. Right. Well, we did give a tip for the ladies. Now we should give a tip for the guys. It's only fair, right? Right. This is something I actually did try. Because at one point when I was single, and you're looking for every little bit of edge you can get, and I remember reading a thing that said um, that women are subconsciously attracted to the the essence of celery. Salary. Celery, not salary. Uh, that's what it, Okay. Celery. First of all, you have to know how to pronounce it. Salary. Maybe I don't. Salary. And so I remember celery. like a couple of buddies of mine were going out one night when we were going to like meet girls and we would keep a piece of celery in our pockets. In <laughs> oh my a Ziploc, God, in no, a, you didn't. <laughs> in a little Ziploc bag. And then we'd, you know, out of when no one's looking, we'd have a crunch of it, chew it up before we approach a woman. Oh my God. And apparently there was some kind of like something about the, the I don't know if it's a smell or some kind of subconscious. It's reeks of desperation. <laughs> Of like just wait a second, desperation or mm-hmm. getting the edge. Well, I guess, but putting a salary, oh, I can't even it's say the word. It's called celery, not salary. 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 I mean, you want to talk about how much money you make? That's what a salary is. Okay, celery. Okay. <laughs> you say it? Salary. Celery. Salary and celery. It's right in the middle of, of celery. Salary. Celery. 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 Sell me something. Celery. Okay. Celery. Your salary or celery? I just realized I don't know how to say that word. I realized it about two minutes ago. You're listening to the Kid Carson Show. Said 95.3. Hey, radio buddies, good morning. Kid Carson Show, Jordan McCloskey, and thanks for joining the uh, Text VIP Club. We're building up the members, and then we're going to unleash a whole bunch of fun onto this new community. If you want to join, it's uh, 604-337-0968. All right, so we were talking a little bit about uh, dating tips, having the edge when you're dating a few minutes ago. Um, you know, the celery <laughs> trick. 
and the dimly lit space with the big pupils and that. Yeah. Um, but this is interesting. Um, and so uh, the reason I thought about the text club is because one of my uh, one of my guys that's in my VIP text club just texted me and said, "Hey kid, um, don't forget, there's that Dan Bilzerian men's body wash line that is supposed to give guys the edge when they're dating." And I remember seeing this on Instagram, but I haven't been to the website. And I'm going there right now. It's called Alistair. And a lot of young men, like in their 20s, right. are jumping on this train where they buy body wash and um, shampoos and colognes. They're laced with this like almost like pheromone sort of chemical. Right. Um, in this case, it's called Ferroboost. <laughs> and it's meant to attract women. So it's like something that a woman smells. And she doesn't really like smell it. It's more like a subconscious thing. I think our friend back in the day, he's not our friend anymore, had a cologne. Devin had a cologne like this. He 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 spent a lot of money on it and it had this, like you said, it was laced with something. And it was, yeah, we go to the nightclub and he'd be like, I got my cologne on, my special cologne. Yeah, Get ready. I tried that cologne too. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I remember 20s. how it smells too. Like it's It was expensive. It was, I think... At one point, um, I can't remember where, what animal it came from, but they took the pheromones from an actual <laughs> animal and they put it in the cologne. And when oh. you wore it, it had some kind of a pheromone. Like that's what attracts men and women together. It's like they're pheromones. You know what I mean? So why, why are we using animals? First of all, it's animal cruelty. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they, they do it nicely. Maybe they pluck a little fur, piece of fur. Know, and, I don't know how it works, but, yeah. but I know that this, um, this is a company called Alistair and they, it's plant-based pheromones. Okay. It says boost confidence and attraction with plant-based Ferroboost. And this is a company that's owned by that Dan Bilzerian guy. Explain him because I, I know he's a big Instagram guy, but I, I never understand why he's popular. He just is. He's, um, he just basically stepped in. Dan Bilzerian is a guy. You might not know him. You might know he's got a huge beard. He's very, he's like a 50 year old guy who's ripped like He-Man. He's got a, a really nice, strong beard. He's a good looking dude. And became famous for being the guy who stepped in to, to take over for um, uh, Playboy guy. Oh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, Hugh Hefner. I was going to say, is he like a Playboy? Okay. He just basically saw, okay, Hugh Hefner is elderly and now deceased. Right. And he said, there's obviously a role in society for that kind of a guy who has a million girlfriends, lives in a mansion, and just lives a Playboy lifestyle. So he just adopted, he just took the playbook right. from Hugh Hefner. And he's become this guy. There's a role in society. There's one role. There's, there's one <laughs> and he, slot. No, the, he's passed. And and I'm, I'm going to sure, take it. I'm sure a bunch of guys vied for the for that spot. And but he he got it. And he because he got really famous on Instagram fast, taking pictures of him with all his his girlfriends. And he became like this dude. Yeah, you you really like this guy. Well, no, I just respect the hustle. Right. Okay. I respect the hustle. Okay. His company is called Ignite. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a it's a marijuana company. So he's got Ignite, and he's got this other company called. Alistair. Interesting. Right? That's supposed to help make women more attracted to you. So moral of the story is, ladies, if you go to your guy's house and on his shelf he has a bottle of Alistair cologne, you know he's getting some extra help. This is the Kid Carson Show. Zed 95.3. Welcome back, summertime. We've missed you. You know you like that. I love this story of a 13-year-old boy in Delaware. This made me laugh. He's 13 his name's Jacob. He ordered a package on Amazon. And you know there's a section where you're asked to provide the delivery person with additional instructions? Yes. He typed in, quote, knock on the door three times and scream abracadabra as loud as you can and run super fast away. <laughs> End quote. He's, he's 13. He's being a, a little jerk, but it's funny. 
And so uh, the package came and they have like a, one of those little, like little nest cams, like security cameras yeah. at the door. And anyways, sure enough, the delivery person, this woman, walked up to the door, <laughs> read the instru- instructions, <laughs> and she did it. And there's audio that they captured right here. Listen to this. This is so funny. Abracadabra! <laughs> and then she runs oh, to I her delivery truck. Video. She runs to her delivery truck, like super fast. Like she's being serious. She's not being... Oh, no. She followed the instructions. Smart ass. Okay. Kid. Wow. the stupidest thing ever oh that's and hilarious gone viral anyway so of course the mom went on facebook and just like wrote a glowing review you should play that song ah bro what song what song is that it's steve miller band this is a famous song yeah i've never heard the song steve miller band i know steve miller band because when i was like a baby my mom listened to it but this is on that album. That, Are you know. secretly way older than I am? Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, buddy. All right, so what's next? Coming up on the Kid Carson Show. Your Hollywood Minute is next with Jordan. Dennis Quaid. Okay. Not, not Randy Quaid. Not his brother. Okay. Dennis Quaid. You remember him? Well, Dennis was the hunk. The hunk, yes. And then Randy Quaid was the funny-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> the not-so-attractive. From, like, Christmas Vacation. Right. Okay, with Chevy uh, Chase. Okay. Yes, so breaking news. It's just come out that Dennis Quaid has been married Again, for the fourth time. God, what's with you today? What? Referencing Steve Miller Band, now Dennis Quaid. He's, Have you, like, are, you uh, secret, are you a time traveler today? <laughs> like it's the Hollywood news from the 1980s? <laughs> the middle 80s, yeah. What's going on? The Hollywood Minute with Jordan McCloskey. What's up, buddy? Coldplay, Usher, Justin Bieber, mm. The Rock. I'm listening. Miley Cyrus. Paying attention. <laughs> They're going to be, all be performing a concert this Saturday on NBC uh, for this COVID relief um, charity. Uh, it's called Global Unite, I believe. Yeah, I believe that's what it's called. It's going to be, so it's an NBC, but it's, of course, probably going to be Zoomed in all their performances. And The Rock is performing? Well, no, he's host. Yeah, he's oh. going to sing a song. So he's saying he's going to host Global Goal, Unite for Our Future, the okay. concert. Another one of these things. Another one of those things. And uh, yeah, and the thing is, Miley Cyrus did this little commercial for it. She's got a mullet now. Is that like the new hairstyle for? I don't. Yeah, what's up with that? Because Miley Cyrus seems to be the, uh, you know, the the one you look to for fashion and I all know the I stuff. Do, I know I do. Of course. Um, she also is in the news saying she's been sober for six months. Miley Cyrus. She says she uh, she had vocal surgery last November, so I guess she's been sober and not smoking pot and not doing alcohol, and she loves waking up, not feeling groggy. All right, good for her. Yeah, I guess there was a thing. Now th- I, this was my my big Hollywood story here. I know. You think I'm a time traveler. Dennis Quaid, 66-year-old Dennis Quaid, star of the 1987 hit Inner Space with Martin Short, which is a great movie. 86? 87. 87? Wow. Remember that movie? I would have been like in nine. I would have been two. (laughs) Nice nice try. Nice try, you son of a bitch. He was secretly married uh, a a couple weeks ago. It's now coming out in Santa Barbara to a 27-year-old... Uh, woman and he this is his fourth marriage so remember he was married to meg ryan they have a son actually now that's in a really popular show oh, yeah, called they the were Boys. together forever right yeah yeah well i guess not forever he's been married four times but for him maybe it was forever so yeah 27 year old she's she's uh he's 66 so i guess that's what, 40 what? 39 year old i mean hey 
love is love. It is, uh, you know, I'm but, not judging, but, but I but am. But what kind of 27-year-old woman wants to be with a 70-year-old man? But you said... He's not Randy Quaid. It's the age-old question. He's he's not Randy Quaid, though. He's Dennis Quaid, the hunk. Right. Yeah, if it was his brother. Remember that his brother was like the Hollywood, the Hollywood whack, whackers? He was he was living here. He was living in Vancouver. Yeah, that's the last time I heard the last name Quaid. Yeah. When he was saying that the Hollywood whackers were trying to kill him and the whole thing. And, the last time you heard the word Quaid until today. Yeah. Well, and before that, it was seeing Dennis Quaid on Ellen. Right when she had a, like a little earpiece on him and made him go around town and oh that was say good. weird things to him yeah. yeah that was a fun viral he's still video. in movies he's good he's great hey he's great yeah so twenty seven though congrats how how do you feel I want to know how you feel about that well I made it in my top story so I think I feel a little bit well I, it's, I, it's his fourth marriage are you excited 20, for him yeah because I like Dennis Quaid and I want to see him happy <laughs> okay <laughs> so that's your Hollywood minute. The Hollywood Minute with Jordan McCloskey. Have you ever done a, a challenge online? Like on the old TikTok? No. She recorded that song before TikTok was even invented. Yeah. Which means Kasha is a time traveler. That's a good one. Color Me Bad. In the 90s, Color Me Bad also time yeah. travelers. How did they know? Yeah. You ever done a challenge? No. You're just not fun like that. I see them all the time. I just, uh, recently on the weekend, there's a shot like liquor shots challenge like you do three shots yeah. and then you go i challenge kid carson normally it's a teens kind of a thing to jump on you know hashtag yeah. whatever challenge and sometimes it's for charity sometimes mostly not um but there's a new challenge now that's become a real hit with, with parents okay. parents of young babies but first i'm trying to think of what the last challenge is that i did there was one where i had to stick your head in a bucket of water or you had to dump water oh right back in 2015 ALS. ALS. You challenge somebody to have like bucket of ice water, like yeah. literally ice. Everybody would freak. I never did it. You yeah. never did it, huh? Well, yeah. no one challenged me, so maybe now I feel oh, like a, a loser. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> the saddest thing in the world yeah. is that you want to do a challenge, but no one has challenged you. <laughs> Someone, please just challenge me. I really don't want to do it, but I, if it's for a good cause, of course. There's one now called the AE challenge. AE. No. It's hashtag A H E H. Challenge. A-E. I think that's how you say it. A-E. 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 It's, this is the song you have to use for the challenge. Does that ring a bell at all? No. You don't recognize that? I love it when you make me feel young and <laughs> I have no idea. Trend. Some of us are just younger at heart, buddy. Some of us have <laughs> got our pulse, our fingers on the pulse. Jordan, no. He doesn't, but I do. No, I don't know the ah, uh, song. Sure, that's your excuse. So the point of the um, ah, uh, challenge mm -hmm. is that you, you sit next to your young child. This is becoming big with parents. Did okay. I say that already? I yep. can't remember if I said that. Okay, so parents do this. So you sit next to your kid, and you have a glass of water with you or a bottle of water. And what you do is you kind of you jerk your body like along with the song at certain parts. And you shake your hand so that the water splashes up in the air and lands on your kid's face. <laughs> oh my God. That's abuse. <laughs> That's not a challenge. I know. The thing, the highlight of the, of the challenge is your kid's eyes going, what the? <laughs> of course. The babies are saying? Oh, yeah. Some of the kids cry. Oh. Some of the kids, their eyes just get really like, why? Like, what's going on? And so this is the song you play. <laughs> so at that part, yeah. that's the part where you shake your hand like, uh, uh, and the water splashes. And then there's a break, and then the second uh, uh, is that you do it twice. So you go, splash, splash, 
then your kid kind of looks shocked. Then you go, and then at the end you go, and you do it two more times. So your kid gets splashed in the face with water about three times. And you do it again. This one, if you want to check it out, it's hashtag A-H-E-H-A-E-Challenge. No, don't do it because it's cruel. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show. Okay, put down your phone. Put down your phone. Don't look at anything. I want to be the first person to tell you this, okay? Mm -hmm. July 1st, Netflix. What's coming? July 1st, Netflix. Something you are such a big fan of for many, many years. Like, hardcore fan. Oh. um, It's coming back. I think it's a reboot. And I think you're going to freak out. Like a TV series? Yes. Oh, geez. Um... Oh, that wouldn't be the office. Let me, let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. From the original creators of Blank mm-hmm. and the producers of Stranger Things okay. present Blank. Okay, Stranger Things the boys would love, my stepsons, but huh. Oh, you're going to freak out. Okay, wait, is it a comedy? No. What? What's going on? From the original creators of Blank and the producers of Stranger Things okay. present Blank. July 1st on Netflix. Tell me. I'll give you another hint. Okay. You are such a fan of this. Yeah. That you went online Mm -hmm. and found an old box set. Oh, Unsolved Mysteries? Yes. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it got hot now. My sweater's coming (laughs) off. Here comes comes the sweater's coming off. Oh, my God. Did you know this? No, I didn't. I'm like... Yeah. Stranger Things? This is like the theme song. From the original creators of Unsolved Mysteries and the producers of Stranger Things. Oh, present wow. Unsolved Mysteries, July 1st, Netflix. Oh, that's Apparently awesome. Apparently it's a brand new season. Premieres July 1st. Wow. Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. Because I know all the old ones are on Amazon Prime, so Netflix must have bought the rights or something. I think it's wow. a brand new season. Oh, yeah. No, that's if it's the producers of Stranger Things, they're, they're recreating it. Wow. They're bringing it back. The box sets now are worth a lot of money. Some were like even marked up to $500 each because they, they discontinued it. Like they did the DVD set. I actually have a special edition box set from Australia <laughs> that I paid like $70 for that. that was, like, so it was like the best of and the ones that weren't aired. And it's all the ones from like the late 80s, early 90s right. with Robert Stack. And they're, they're still creepy to this day. I have one that one of the episodes has Matthew McConaughey in it. Look at him go. Look at him go. I knew it's all I had to say was but, Unsolved but, Mysteries. But Matthew McConaughey, it was like, I researched it, the episode. Like, it's a little, there's like a, it's an hour long show with like eight episodes in it of all Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And some are like ghost aliens. Some are like really just amazing things. Anyways, one of them is a young Matthew McConaughey. I looked up the episode. It was filmed in 1987 in Look like September. Go. Look at him go. He knows all the facts. He knows all those all the facts. Yeah. Oh, I love Unsolved all the Mysteries. behind the scenes. Right. It's and it's scary. Yeah. It's like the music is scary. <laughs> it's like July first, buddy. Wow. Can you believe it? Yeah. I hope I hope they make it like freaky because they they try to reboot it a few years back and it was like not scary. It was just like uh oh they tried to reboot it once <laughs> probably like fifteen years ago. Oh okay. And it was just like no, it wasn't like the same. But this, if it's the Stranger Things guys, it'll yeah, be good. yeah, Stranger wow. Things guys, yeah. July first, Netflix. Great news. Buddy. There you Next go. Next week. There you go. Okay, I, I don't care if it's sunny out. I'll be watching. <laughs> I don't care so, if it's sunny out. <laughs> Mysteries. Come on. You're listening to the Kid Carson Show.